My name is Austin, and this is Dungeons and Dracon Beams. Previously on Dungeons and Dracon Beams, a cursor sits blinking idly, and Keylog showed no activity for a few minutes on the work laptop belonging to Dylan's father. While the program sat idle and cold, Dylan's father's smile was full of warmth as he looked at his daughter, who was asking him about his big meeting the next day. He was so excited. This was such a big opportunity for him. And the anomaly was so interesting. 9pm tomorrow was the moment. He couldn't wait. Their lives were going to change completely. Steve thought having a teenager was a pain in the ass most of the time, but he had to admit that sometimes it was great. Like this week, when they had started to forge a sword together, and right now when their son was out with his friends and his wife looked pretty damn hot. The kitchen window behind them was inky black, and the light of the kitchen turned the glass into a mirror. So he watched Emma's mouth quirk up into a smile as he wrapped his arms around her. And he gently led her away from the sink. They missed the tips of feathers brushing past the windowsill. They took no note of the gentle illumination in the treehouse outside their son's bedroom window. And they would not be interrupted when their son plodded up the stairs, crashing around for a few minutes feeding his bird, and then fell into bed exhausted. No, they did not notice at all. They were otherwise occupied. The mood at Oscar's cabin was quite different. As Aximili and Savannah land and walk in, they have another task ahead of them before ending the night. The discussion with Katie. Aximili is the one that gives the phone to Katie and then steps back. Katie, unaware that the person she was calling was 20 feet down the hall. Savannah was waiting for the phone to ring. She picked up to talk to someone who she had not been in direct contact with in over a year. One short phone call was a lot for both of them. Katie had been through quite a lot having been made into a controller, kidnapped by Andalites, and then isolated and alone for a while now. She asked Savannah for help, to get her out of there, to stay with her. She just wanted someone that she could trust, that she loved, to help her. All she wanted was to be herself with someone. Savannah only promised that she would help her. As the sun rises again on Thursday in Ocean Grove, Dylan is up bright and early. She makes her dad breakfast while across town a teen boy with his hair pulled back into a bun practically kicks down the front door of Zach's house. These paths converge on the bus that travels to the northernmost point of Ocean Grove, where an old man sits, annoyed that these teens are out of school. It seems like no one is in school these days, honestly. Teens running wild all over the city. He scowls at them as they are louder than he would like, discussing junk food and hot sauce and he doesn't even bother listening to the rest of it. The only thing worse than these damn kids was the bus driver who is constantly complaining under his breath about this route. Get a new job if you hate it so much. After an hour, the kids got off the bus, and he heft out a deep sigh of satisfaction. Now if he could just get rid of the driver. A small bell rings over the door, and the cashier looks up as two guys, one good-looking athletic one, and a curly blonde thin guy who looked like someone you would see at a skate park, and then a very pretty dark-haired, olive-skinned girl with some seriously cool distressed jeans walks in. Liz watches them as they all nonchalantly make their way through the snack shelves, grabbing things, debating which hot sauce-covered snack food they were going to indulge in. And when they were done, Liz rang them up, watching them with only mild interest as they turned left towards the forest, and she wondered where they were going. But as the lifted truck roared into the gas station, her attention turned again, and they were all but forgotten. Zach, Dylan, Cameron walked out to the cabin. The only thing that noticed them was a sharp-eyed crow who coveted the Cheetos they were tossing to each other. The crow waited, scooping up the few dropped snacks as they traveled further into the woods. When they arrived at the cabin, the planning session began. 
practically mapped out with red yarn on a whiteboard. Zack is going to meet up with Bart and Chad to try and shut down some city grids en route from Dylan's house to the observatory. Dylan, Cam, Aximili, and Savannah are going to fly back towards Ocean Grove, where Dylan and Cameron are to keep Dylan's dad occupied and away from work. Savannah and Aximili are to meet up with Xander to agree to help their people and to try and make some demands of their own before heading to the observatory to meet up with Zack to try to stop the Yerks. Maybe even get out a transmission to the Andalites. It's a big plan, and there's a lot at stake, including Dylan's dad. Zack flaps off to meet up with Bart and Chad. Shortly thereafter, the rest of the Humanimals prepare to take off. As it is almost time to leave, Savannah pulls Dylan aside to reiterate no reckless plans, nothing stupid, no drugs. Dylan seems to agree and then heads outside to start morphing. Cameron is waiting as an osprey, and as Dylan starts to adjust her shoe, she fumbles something and drops it. And Cam watches with his incredible vision as a small baggie of drugs tumbles onto the porch. Cameron calls out to Savannah. That is where we are now. My name is Dylan. My name is Cameron. My name is Zach. My name is Savannah. My name is Aximili Escaluth Estill. We can't tell you where we live. Or our last names. You're all in danger. Very real danger. The Yerks are infesting more people every day. There's too many of them. I'm not even sure if we can win. Oh, we can't win. Try. Maybe we can't. But we can fight. Our only hope is to hold them off until help comes. Who can know how long that will be? We have only one weapon. The Andalite morphing technology. And that's the ability to turn into any creature that we can touch. I still can't believe it. It's insane. I know. We were given this power by a brave ally named Alfangor. 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 Alfangor, who went against his people's wishes. He broke his people's laws. We fight for him. But we also fight for you. And for others. Fight for the entirety of Earth. Yeah, we've gained allies, but Matea. we've lost people along the way too. We've learned not to trust anyone. Not anyone. Nobody. Anyone. Anyone can be a Yerk. A controller. Even you. Hopefully it matters. Savannah, you see Dylan looking back at you surprised. Dylan is going to shove it into her shirt, into her bra, um, and then hold both of her hands out like at Cameron and then at Savannah and say, wait, 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 please. I'm listening. And she's just going to put her hands on her face for a second and think. <laughs> and then she's going to turn to Cameron and she's going to say, I wasn't going to do them. I wasn't going to do them. Okay. Um, is this like, you know, one of the steps or something? Like keep it around just in case? Just like as a cushion? No. What were you going to do with them then? 
she's going to rub her face a little and she's going to look down and then she's going to look towards Savannah, but she's not going to look at Savannah and she's going to say, if we couldn't get him to stay home, I was going to hand him to him and ask for help. How am I to believe you now when two minutes ago you just lied to my face? I didn't lie. I said I wasn't going to do drugs. I'm not going to do drugs. How are you going to guarantee that? Either I have to hand these to him and make him stay home, and he will. Or if he doesn't stay home, then I hand him directly to Cameron. I don't like this. This wasn't part of the plan. This wasn't part of anything that we discussed. I think Savannah's just going to kind of like really debate this for a moment. Will you hand it to Cameron now? Dylan is going to pull it out and sort of flick it between her fingers and then walk over to Cameron where Cameron is perched and put it down next to him. He looks down at it and starts to study it for a second. His head like doing that little bird twitch back and forth. I don't want it. I don't want it. I just know that if nothing else works, that will. I think you're going to have to put a little more trust in us to figure this out without resorting to using drugs or having drugs, whatever was going to happen. Okay. I think now we need to change the plan slightly. Dylan and Cameron, you're still going to go and attempt to stop Dylan's dad from leaving the house, from getting far if he does. But Cameron, you are not you're not to leave Dylan. Stay with her. Make sure she doesn't get into trouble. He's like looked up and his intense eyes are staring at you and his little bird head just nods. Dylan's just going to start to change. As she's changing, Savannah, um, you get a private thought speak message from Cameron. Do you see how this baggie, the seal, is like, where it's snatched together is red? Savannah will try to nod, like, as little as possible. 
think this is from the Bright Devils. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't think Savannah knows what to do with that information. So she'll note it and just kind of nod again to Cameron. At that, Cameron reaches down and picks it up with his beak and like takes off into the air. And you see him kind of go up to the roof. And then when he like circles around the chimney and comes back, and like he, as he's circling above, you don't see the baggie in his beak anymore. I think Savannah will call for Aximily at that point. You call for him, and at first he doesn't come. So you like might have to call again, and the second time you do, he kind of groggily steps out, and like his hair is kind of a mess a little bit on the top. Is it time already? Yes, sorry. No problem. He stomps a little bit harder on the deck as he begins to change, too. Dylan, by this time, you're fully morphed. Uh, she's just going to take one last look and finally look at Savannah and then just take off. Savannah will start morphing as well. To Redtail Talk this time. And eventually, uh, Aximili finishes his morph. Yours takes you a little bit longer than normal, as as it has been. Uh, Red-tailed hawk and a northern harrier take off from Oscar's cabin. Zach, as you fly over the forest back into Ocean Grove, and you're on your way to the mall to meet up with Chad and Bart. Yeah, head to the Starbucks, yep. You'll probably make it there with just enough time to demorph. Where do you want to go to demorph? I think the roof of the mall. You do see the bag that you guys had is is tucked back into the spot it was in. If you remember, last time, everybody took the clothes that you had stashed. Dylan took Grant's, but that left behind Zach's clothes. Yeah, I hadn't used mine. Uh, so, I will land and demorph out of sight, like behind, you know, between a couple of air conditioning units or something, and then grab the bag and get changed, and then I'll put the bag on, just to kind of remind myself, hey, I need to, like, I need to refill this, <laughs> and then I'll head down to the Starbucks. Doesn't take you long. As you close the door and you move down, you get to the second landing and look up, and you do see there's a camera, but you manage to like duck right in underneath it. It's pointed to like see people coming up the steps and you just came down. So you like, now you're stuck underneath this camera. You don't think it's seen you yet. I'm just gonna see if I can reach up and turn it. It's pretty high up. Maybe if you like jump up off the wall, so, well, there's a staircase, right? So it's like a, it's coming down and then it turns 90 degrees and where it turns 90 degrees, is that where the camera is? Yeah, like up in the, in that corner. I'm going to go back up a little bit and 
just kind of like go faster down the stairs than you normally would and then try to jump off from like the third or fourth step. Well, obviously, you have to end with the Jackie Chan wall corner jump. I mean, that's the only way to... And it's a nat 20. You gather your speed on the steps and take off from like the fourth one up. You doomp off the wall, smack the camera, doomp off the other wall, and fucking Spider-Man landing. Yeah, Yeah. Spider-Man landing. (laughs) And I just saunter back down the stairs. And make it to the Starbucks, and guess who's in there? Chad. And Bart. Hey guys. Oh hey, sup Zach? Look, and he's like the you see his drone just <laughs> fly over to you inside the Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> and it points out like a little, almost a claw, and just, just just waves it back and forth at you. Zach like looks at it and then like holds a fist out. It turns around and goes back to to chat. Oh, uh, sorry, I can't I can't make a fist with it yet. Well, you know, you can work on that soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you guys uh, got anything going on this afternoon? You want to hang out? Uh, well, yeah, we wanted to hang out with you. We were hoping to meet you here. Cool, good, good cover. Um, yeah. Just cool. Uh, we're going to head to my house then. Yeah, let's go. Actually, and then I, I look at Chad and I go, you, you got your, your laptop with you? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um. All right, cool. What, can I see it real quick? Can you hand you the laptop? Does he have like a good number of different ports and stuff on the side of it? or? Is... Yeah. Okay, this will probably work. What do you need? Um, you know how to hack into computers, you know how to work them and stuff. This is something different. You need to be on site to try to figure it out. Well, I'm trying to get out of the Starbucks before I explain explain the felonies we're going to commit. <laughs> they get up and walk out with you. As we're walking out, I'm going to like look at Bart and, and then Chad go, a little uh, direct action is what we're going to do today. We're going to make some adjustments to the traffic system of our fine city. You see Bart kind of squints at you. Chad's eyes go wide and a grin starts to spread across his face. Yeah. Cool? (laughs) Yeah. Real cool. So this is going to help with the whole thing? Yeah. Right? It's going to help immensely. Alright. I'm in then. Cool. Um... This is a sort of a specialist mission. So, um, Bart, man, um, I'd love to have you with us. I'm fast. You might have. I know, man. Uh, just may have to be like lookout and stuff. Like I don't know. It's sure. gonna be pretty hi- highly technical. Okay, cool. Sure. As like you were you were talking about what you guys are gonna do, Chad's already started pulling stuff up. He has okay. a, his phone in like one of those, you know, those things that go on your arm and like the phone slides in it for runners. Yeah. He's got one on his arm, like it's like a fucking, <laughs> like a like a pit boy. Yeah, and it, he's like going through, and he brings up and he says, "Well, here's a grid. This shows, you know, kind of where you can control these different things. I think the only place to control them all is." in the actual traffic control center 
but if you can hack into these ports on each of the blocks, you could probably control the lights within the grid, within that grid. And he shows you a map on his, on his phone that's on his wrist. And he quickly presses a button and you see it start to highlight the map in different colors, showing you different areas that you can control based on what he's calling a, he's calling a switch. Okay. So they're color coordinated? Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. So first thing we're going to do is head to this bridge. We actually want to try to mess up all five bridges if we can. As he's like pointing out these different places to you, do you see the circles that correspond with each color? Yes. These right here are the control switches. If you can get into those, you can hack everything within that, within this area, all the traffic lights. Yeah. All right. Um, hey Bart. Yeah. Can you drive? Uh, yeah, I can give it a shot. It would be really helpful if we had like a city workers truck and some orange vests. Hmm. He, he looks at you and like squints for a second. Is this because I used to hang out with that gang? Is it because you are an established criminal? Yes. Oh. I can do it. Right on. Thanks, man. Uh, we're going to head to the first one that is inside right here. Because I think we can take out two bridges from that. Okay. The light yellow. Yeah, if you want to meet us there, you get your stuff. Me and Chad are going to go there and get to work. All right, um, an hour? Less? Now, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> you said you were fast, man. He starts looking around the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good spirit. He takes off one way. We're going to have to take a bus. Or a subway or a paraglider? I don't know. What sort of public transportation will get us there to Festus? Dude, I always like to mention that there's ferries that run through Ocean Grove. <laughs> you do love talking about ferries. Because I thought it was We are so right cool. by the port. You guys never use the fucking ferries, but okay. The Midnight Swan, I know. Yeah, and it late. It's romantic. Is there a Midday Swan? Actually. It's a midday, is it a Midday Goose? It's a mid Midday Duck. The midday duck? Yeah. All right. Uh, Try hey, straight wanna... down from being a truck into the water. <laughs> Is it one of those? Yeah. I'm going to just be honest with you, though. It's not very yeah. efficient. You're not going to get there no. in the quickest time if you take that. So you might want to do the bus. There's actually one coming right now. Perfect. Me and Chad jump on the bus. Oh, hey, Chad. Uh, can you get the fare? I don't have any. Oh, yeah. Uh, money. No problem. He pulls out a wad of 20s. What? And then he flips through them and then you see there's hey, like a couple of dollars. Hey man, maybe don't flash all of that at once. What, this little bit? And he pays the bus fare for you guys. Chad the baller. 15 minutes later, you get across the bridge. The stop is like a block away. You starting to make your way there. Dylan, as you're flying, Cameron is behind you. And he hasn't said much for like 
45 minutes or so. Finally, he says, hey, Dylan, I wasn't trying to like, you know, accuse you really. I was, I was looking out for everybody. I was looking out for this whole thing that we're doing. Dylan is just like super strong wing beats. But eventually she says, just, just pop the tires or do whatever you're going to do. So at that, he just kind of flaps with you. After about an hour, you guys fly back into town and you start to circle above your neighborhood. And as you focus in on your house, as you guys get closer and closer, you notice that your dad's car is not in the driveway. Cameron just hears, fuck, 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 fuck. Where, uh, I mean, I'm guessing you don't know where he would be at right now. You don't think he already went, right? What time is it? Uh, and like Cameron looks around and you look around and you eventually see like down the road there's a bank and it has a sign on it. It is about 3.30. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay, um... Maybe we should go inside? Yeah. And she's gonna swoop down to the porch. I'm watching out. Uh, Maybe get behind the bush. There is a lady like three houses down. She's gonna pep, 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 hop down into the bush. He's just circling overhead. Are you gonna demorph or are you just gonna check it out from there? I'm going to go in and see if he left a note or something. Okay. Uh, it looks good from up here. And Dylan's going to demorph. A minute and 17 seconds later, you're back to yourself. You can get wherever your spare key is. Don't dox your dad for, you know, all these people. Are. <laughs> but yeah, you get you get your key and you go in. You start to look around, you don't immediately see a note. Your dad might be, like, normally puts them on the fridge and stuff. You look up there, there's not one. And just when, like, your heart is, like, sinking, like, where could he be? Why didn't he leave leave a note? You turn, and you see a box sitting on the table with a little piece of paper underneath it. You go over, read it. The box is a cell phone. And the piece of paper says, it came today. I ran off to the mall. I'm going to get you a case and a new charger. I'll be back soon, hopefully before my meeting. She's going to power the phone on. The screen lights up and Ocean Grove Mobile goes across the screen and it goes through like the first time setup and everything. Okay. Uh, And Dylan's going to take the phone with her, like doing the setup stuff as she walks out the back door. As you like watch, walk out the back door, you see Cameron perched on a tree, staring dead at you as you're like walking out. Just looking at the phone, she's just gonna say, There's a note. He said he went to the mall. He said he'd be back. So, do you want to stay here or go there? I don't want to miss him if he gets back before we do. Do you know what my dad's car looks like? I, I don't I don't think so. Okay, then Dylan's gonna very quickly describe what her dad's car looks like. 
It's a, it's a it's a blue Mazda three. I don't know. Sweet. That seems like a solid dad car. A blue Mazda three. Yeah. Oh, those are sick. Those are those are freaking sick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and she's gonna walk in to the kitchen area and grab a photo that's sitting on the counter and come back out and hold it up for him to see and say, he looks like this, and point to it. Mm-hmm. And if you see him, you follow him. Yeah, we, we follow him. We follow him if we see him, yeah. Do you want me to come with you? I, yeah. I don't think we have a choice. It's either I stay here with you or you come there with me. Actually, you do whatever and I'm going to go with you. Okay. And she's going to walk in and put the picture down and put the phone back in the box. Um, but leave it turned on. And walk out the back and remorph. Going back to Harrier. And as soon as she's morphed, she's going to say to Cameron, "Just we're just going to follow the exact path that he always takes. And if we see him, we turn around. Okay. Sounds good. And then she's going to take off and go the direction that she has gone with her dad a million times to the mall. As you're following that route, he kind of goes back and forth, like from your left to your right, kind of scanning all the other areas around. I don't see him over here. I don't see his car. You're doing the same as you, like, look back and forth. You're watching the same streets he takes both ways, and you don't see it. But you guys continue on the route to the mall. Savannah, you and Aximili kind of took off a little bit later, but not, you know, too far behind. You probably could still see Dylan and Cameron in your sight as they split off from the way that you need to go. I think Savannah is is quiet and wanting to not uh, make Aximili any crankier than he already is. You get back to the city. It's about three when you get to your area. Savannah will will land and like not at the gardens but a little ways out right where there's still like kind of cover behind that like the open area behind the gardens and find a place that's solid to demorph yeah you know the gardens pretty well and because this isn't like a you guys are going to grab morphs and stuff at this moment you find a place to demorph pretty easily and Aximili will stay in the sky Circling. Yep, she'll go back to, to Redtail and come back out. I also should probably... Yes, you should. I'll cover you. As you, like, look around and you cover him, he does the same. He returns to his Andalite body and then goes back to uh, Northern Harrier and rejoins you in the sky. I was just thinking you were staying with me to to talk to these guys, but did you want to go scope out the observatory instead of staying here for this? I would rather you not be alone with these new people. 
Fair enough. You guys are just chilling, waiting. Zach, you and Chad start to make your way towards this. It's a traffic light, but like there's also one of those big boxes sitting next to it. And Chad brings you over to that and he says, this is where the switch is. And you see it's just got like, just like a metal door that it's indented in like a fuse box almost. And you just got to open it up. Okay, so gonna take a look around. <laughs> Make sure we are not being observed. Go ahead and give me a perception check, Edgy. That's a solid. I'm feeling real good about that six. Yeah, you are feeling real good. A guy passes. I bet I am. A guy passes you, and that's the only guy you see. And he's a three walk that way. <laughs> Some dude walks by. <laughs> he seems cool. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Pop that bitch open. Maybe you grab a stick off the ground and just put it in there and pop the lock. It's easy enough. When you get in here, man, you're looking at it and it's, there's a bunch of wires and like ports and stuff like that. Uh, there's a small little screen that tells you running fine or whatever, whatever the shit. Chad lifts up his laptop and he'll plug this cord from his computer to a ethernet port. Right before he does that, I'm going to go, hold on, you've got like firewalls and stuff on, right? Firewalls, brick walls, and excavators. That's what we call it. Yeah? Yeah, it scoops out the viruses or people that try to hack. Cool. That's really cool, man. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, I invented it. That program you did? It's really impressive. We should talk about that sometime. Yeah. Um, All right. So... We get in. I'm going to, like, he can plug in. If there's a diagnostics panel, is there any control evident there? Like, is there a keyboard or... You look over this thing and you don't see a place to control it. But you figure out quickly, oh, it's another security measure. They have their own devices that they bring and plug in and then they control them. As you realize that, Chad hands you over the computer. And he says, I'm good at, like, the technical stuff, but... The actually hacking ah Oof. well i'm hoping that if once we're in like we wouldn't have to actually crack it i wonder if there's a mobile app or something that would work as their plug-in device and zach just like goes on google and tries to find you know if it's a little plug-in pad it might be a thing that they can just do on their phone As you're like looking and like searching, you see that it hooks up via an ethernet cord to his computer. So yeah, maybe you could do it via an app through your phone, but you'd have to have a cord that goes from your phone to an ethernet. What I'm saying is if it exists uh, on a mobile device, it would then exist somewhere on the internet and it would be easy to download. You don't have to hack it at that point. You're just downloading the actual application. Right, yeah, you could you could probably do that. And put it on the computer and then install it and then use it that way. You download the app that they use to to do that and put it on the computer. And you feel like you have the right software and everything that you need on this computer to do it. All right. So the first step. Yes. As you open up this program and you it's asking for 
uh, login. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. I'm going to do a little bit more investigation. Does the Ocean Grove, the town of Ocean Grove, does it have a website? Uh, yeah. Oceangrove.org. Kev. I go to that. I start looking for um, contacting maintenance, contacting DOT, contact information. And then I look for someone's email address. You find one. I put the first part before the at into the login. And then I put in the word password for the password. I put in 12340000, you know, all the classics. The first password doesn't work. You just keep trying random passwords? I'll probably stop at like two. Are these email addresses? Are they, what? Like, are they at a ocean gro- at oceangrove.com uh, yeah. or something? At oceangrove.gov. Well, I'm going to have to try to reset the password, which means I'm going to have to. Well, I, I could just try to brute force the password. Let me try that first. Chad probably doesn't have the program I normally use, so I'd have to go get a program. So that's fine. I'll just go redownload it. <laughs> you redownload it. You start to to run it in, you know, entering in everything. You're hacking it. You're bypassing it. You see the password accepted, and then it opens up to the next screen. What you see on the next screen... Click every picture that has a fire hydrant. You do see a gri- the grid. You see the different lights in this section. You can like pick pick which lights you want to mess with from this screen. First ones I'm doing then are the southern bridge in this zone. Whatever's leading up to that, I am just going to turn into stoplights. Everything's red. It goes it goes yellow first and then goes to red because I don't want to cause an accident. So this is a multi-step process. The first thing you have to do is select the lights and you're you're not used to this system this program so even though you're good at computers you're still figuring this out as you go hey, chad can you help me figure out how to do this uh yeah maybe you gotta highlight it first oh good call it works you pick the light you want um and now that opens up another screen and that screen it has Change pattern, enable sensors, adjust timing, shut down, custom. <laughs> I do want to explore the custom options. You go into the custom menu and it looks like you can select other lights within this pattern, within the string of programming to where right now you just have one, but you can like set it up to where this one only changes every 10 minutes or it changes every two seconds. With the custom thing, you can string different ones together. I go to the custom, and I want it to cycle between shutdown for 10 minutes, and then cycling for five second intervals, and then cycling at one second intervals, and then going back to the shutdown for another 10 minutes. So just cycling through those. This is gonna take, take you about 10 minutes have to write all the code for it to do that chad do you know javascript or um i think both is this oh both you know both languages yeah after that 10 minutes goes by you feel like your code is perfect and you set it to go and you see all like the green lights just all light up 
on your screen telling you code accepted. I'm gonna copy this code that I just made into a notepad on Chad's desktop so that I can paste this when we get to other terminals. As you look at the screen of the computer, you see now it is 3.30 for you. You kind of look up and you look across the street and as Bart pulls up beside you in a truck holding up two orange vests, you see Rena Klein across the street on her cell phone. Dylan, you and Cameron make it to the mall. It's about 345 now. You're circling above to see if you see your dad's car. Cameron will as well. You're searching up and down the parking lot and you don't see it. Behind you, Cameron said, hey, there's that sick car over there. It's all the way in the back. Does your dad like to like walk from the back to get exercise or something? I mean, I thought it was just to torture me, but yeah. Oh, hey, look, he's coming out now. You see your dad walking out of the mall into the parking lot towards his car. Dylan is just going to do circles overhead and watch him get in his car. He gets to his car and he has like a couple of bags in his hand, shifts them over, drops his keys, picks them up, unlocks the car and gets in. Dork. Starts to make his way back. Dylan's going to start to follow and then she's going to, to Cameron, she's going to say, uh, we'll follow him about halfway and then beat him there. Yeah, sounds good. Pop his tires if we need to. Yeah, whatever we're going to do. That's fine. You guys follow him. He gets across the bridge and then starts to enter into where your neighborhood is. You see, like, the lights are fucking going crazy and it gives you, like, a little bit of relief that Zach is doing something. But with the lights, it takes him 10 minutes more to get from, like, the outside of this area here to, like, your house. As soon as Dylan is, like, entirely sure that he's going home, she's going to go ahead and take off toward the house so that she can get there first. Nonchalantly, Cameron's following behind you. Like kind of keeping a good middle distance between the car and you. and But as you get closer to the house, he does close the distance uh, some. And he says, Hey, uh, I'm watching, but I'm going to try to stay out here. Okay. Uh, what do we want to do? Like, how do you want me to signal you? You need to do whatever you're going to do. I can hear pretty well if you can just maybe keep the windows open or something. And I'll be able to just hear you whisper, hopefully. Okay. But if it, if it, just do something crazy and I'll know. Uh, yeah, I think I can handle crazy. All right. continues to circle as you descend and he gives you like basically the all clear again whenever you're ready to do more yeah this time I've done it on the in the backyard so that there's a bit more cover you go back in the house Dylan's gonna grab that phone and start rifling through it and make sure that everything is set up depending on how much time there is she's gonna go from fiddling with the phone on the couch 
to going into the kitchen and grabbing a glass of water but leave the glass of water on the counter and go back to the couch and then realize she left the glass of water on the counter and go back. As you bring it back and you get settled the second time, you hear the car door shut. Goddamn traffic lights. And then a couple of seconds later, you hear the door open uh, as your dad walks in. Oh, hey, Dylan. Hey, Dad. He lifts up the, the bags. She's going to hold up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Look here. I got you a case. It's in your favorite color. Black. Yep. And a new charger. And you see, like, it's a, it's got two chargers in this, this package. It's got one that's like six feet long and then another that's just three feet. Nice. So what you been up to? And he, like, puts the bags down and kind of... Starts taking stuff out of his pockets and, you know, doing busy stuff, looking through the mail. She sort of perches on the on the edge of the couch and she's like, oh, nothing. Just, you know, hanging out, doing 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 day stuff. Yeah. Uh, anything new? And he just, uh, Bill, throws it in the trash. Those new Cheetos, I can't tell you if you're going to like them, but they do have chicken in them. They have chicken... In the Cheetos? Well, I mean, like chicken fat. Oh, even better. <laughs> You're so weird. Oh, hey, are you going to be around a little bit later? Maybe. Like, <coughs> sorry. I just got done smoking a cigarette outside. I know uh, I said no, I would stop. No, absolutely not. Where are they? They're right here. She takes them from him. And breaks them. I know we have... I should have just told you. I picked them up on the way home. Not on the way home. At the mall. I got these cigarettes. Dylan, without thinking about anything that's coming out of her mouth, she says, I thought thought we said we were going to be honest with each other. You're right. And then she just... She fucking just looks straight down. Sorry. I got to be honest. I didn't get them... At the mall, I got them two days ago. I've been, I've been smoking them for the past two days. I've been not like as much as I was one, two a day. But I'm sorry, you're right. Here's my lighter too, and he throws the lighter in the sink. <laughs> she goes and like leaps for it and grabs it out. Disposal, terrifying. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm just going through a lot. I'm stressed. I don't have any cigarettes. I mean, now, yeah. It's just it's it is it's the dumbest way to kill yourself, dad. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And he kind of sits down. It's just I'm a little bit nervous about tonight. I don't I don't know, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good, Dylan. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Hey, you want to watch a movie? Always. He likes, uh, like pats the, the couch next to him. And like, if you're on the couch, he's like patting it for you to scoot over or whatever. And he turns on the TV, brings up Netflix. Uh, he says, what do you want to watch? My girl? No. What? No. no. I mean, uh, the one where the kid gets stung by bees to the death. 
Thomas? Thomas J? Why are you obsessed with this movie? He looks at you and smiles, and it's like a somber smile. Uh, that's what me and your mom went to see on our first date. Where were they playing My Girl on your first date? The Dollar Three Theater? Yeah, you know that we... Weirdos. Didn't... We like the pop, the cheap popcorn. That's fair. But, yeah. So let's just watch My Girl. All right, Dad. He plays it, kind of just puts his feet up on the coffee table and leans back. Do you do anything during the movie? Or are you going to watch the whole one? Yeah, I mean, if he sits there, then she'll watch it. Does he look like he's getting sleepy at all? As he, like, watches midway through, start to doze a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it looks like he is falling asleep, then she's going to check around for his, like... She's going to do an ocular pat-down for his phone. Uh, you look up and down, and you don't immediately see it in his pocket. It's probably on, like... In the pocket that he's leaning against on the one side of the couch. She's going to, like, lean in on his arm and just wrap her arm around around his chest. She was going to wait until she heard a big snore and try and find that phone. Digging the cushion for that phone. As you kind of reach your arm around, he shuffles a little bit and uh, he his eyes open and you see Thomas J in the casket on the movie and he just says... Oh, not this part. You're right. We shouldn't have watched this movie. But he gets back into it. And if you give him another 10 minutes, he starts to doze again. And then... Yeah, when he sort of woke up, uh, she didn't move or anything. She just kind of stayed there like, no, I'm definitely also falling asleep. Yeah, he just pats you. Falls back asleep. All right, you slide the phone out as he rolls over at the same time and you have his phone in your hand and he's starting to drool a little bit um first I'm gonna I'm gonna open it and see if there are any notifications there are there is a text from Professor Barron looks like there's two messages from him it is locked, so you can just see who it's from. And then, probably like three or four messages from someone named Michelle. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, Dylan's going to swipe to open it and then hold it in front of Dad's face. So, unfortunately, when you the eyes have to be open on, his, on this brand of phone as you swipe it up. Man... Come on. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put mom's birthday in. Phone opens. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Get it, Dad. I love him so much. He's so sweet. I love him. Huh, uh, oh, okay. So yeah, Dylan, um, she's sort of like smirk like smirks cause she's happy and also cause she's sad for a second. Um, and then she's just gonna turn off the phone. Hey, phone is off. In your head, you hear, I just, I just remorphed. Um, everything okay? 
can see you. She's just gonna lift her hand up with a thumbs up. Okay, cool. I'll be out here. And then she's gonna quietly put the phone on the ground next to the couch. Like, on the opposite side. Like, sort of underneath the the side of the couch. As you, like, look at your clock, Dylan, um, it's about 4.30 now. Zach, you have successfully hacked this grid and then looked up and saw Rena as Bart pulled up. I'm going to try to like casually look back away from Rena. Chad, you got your drone? You need a distraction. Alright. Rena Klein is over there spying on us, man. What do you want me to do? Uh, can you, can that little claw take her phone? Uh, it could try, yeah. Or at least buzzer. Oh shit. Fucking annoying. I set it to low. What? The butt last time shocked your your buddy's heart. I didn't say tase her. You said buzz psycho? Yeah, like buzz. You know, like that meant a plane buzzing the tower. Oh. Haven't you seen that really old fucking movie talking? I see what you mean. Yeah, with Tom Pitt in it. Yeah. Tom uh, Limsworth. Yeah. He's a great actor. He's not. He's got a tooth in the middle of his face. That's what everybody says, but I don't... Alright, here. And the drone off of his back. Alright. You see the drone fly off his back and swoop down and hit Rena in their stomach. And she just... (laughs) (laughs) The drone, like, drops down a little. It doesn't hit the ground. It reorients itself. As it hits her and then just and takes off, and she looks, she makes eye contact with Chad after that. He just shrugs, and after that, she kind of looks over and she says, "What the hell, Chad? First he breaks my fucking hand, and you." She raises her hand up, and there's a cast on it, and now you run your drone into me. I'm calling the cops. Boop boop boop. Idiots. And then she dials the phone after she yeah. does her little dance and says, boop, boop, boop. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'll call the cops. Boop, boop, boop. It's new uh, slang okay. in Ocean Grove. Yeah. It's all the rage. All the cool kids are saying it. Bart looks out the truck and he says, get get the fuck in the car. Has she, like, definitely seen me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's seen you, I Zach, just... man. Come on. I <laughs> get in the car. <laughs> Chad, you too. Oh, and he runs against him too. And Bart, you guys pass Rena. Great. Where to? Um. Uh, fucking. Like here. He says, pointing at Chad's arm. It's the brown one that's just to the south. All right, we'll call it. Four o'clock. As you get to the control switch in the brown sector, you gotta do this. It's there. It's ready for you. It's waiting. Yeah, same. I mean, second verse, same as the first. You know. Only this time I've got a fucking orange vest on. I look official. Yeah. 
And then there's a work truck parked right beside, and Bart's kind of leaned up against it, uh, looking around for you. Jump down, walk over with Chad, pop the door, pop, and ask for a login. Use the same one as before. Same login. Actually, I'm going to go, same, same method, I'm going to go to the website and go to the maintenance contacts, and I'm going to pick a different one. And then I'll brute force it again. Chad, to help you, he says, hey, remember, they have to have a symbol in their password, too. Yeah, yeah, okay, thanks. Useful. Access granted. Nice, thanks. I say to the computer. I high five Chad. He high fives you too. I highlight a section of lights surrounding the bridge. Yeah, you get as many as you as you need. As many lights cool. as you want. Uh, this one, I'm going to just shut them all off. Okay. No lights. No one can have lights. Stop signs only, baby. You go to put in the information to shut all of the lights down. And as you hit enter, it says access denied. The parameters set need to be overridden by a supervisor. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> I back out and try to log in as the first one again. <laughs> the first login that I used. Maybe that was a supervisor. You get it. You get back in. Cool. I do the thing. Shut them all down. This time, you uh, access granted, and then you see as they all start to go out. Slam the laptop shut. Unplug. Uh, put the little thing back up. Kick it in to make sure it's really on there good and dented so they can't open it again. And then fucking skedaddle. It's about 425. Where are you headed to next? It looks like that road leading to the observatory is in the dark blue section. Is that right? You've lived in Ocean Grove your whole life. You know that that is the military base. Oh! So that, that light awesome. shows the lights on the military base. Okay. And, and the surrounding area of it. I don't want to do that one. I would rather do other ones. Let's do this light blue area. All right, that one will take you only 20 minutes to get to. So now it's 4.45. On the way, I am rustling through this truck's dashboard to look for login information and little notebooks and security keys and badges and whatever else I can find. Uh, high or low? Give me a high on that one. 19. Ooh, so rather high. This is actually, it's not the traffic control. This is unit. the president's truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the traffic control people's truck. Yeah. It's not their truck. Right. But it is an electrician's truck. And the, they work on people's lights like at their house and stuff like that. But they are electricians. It kind of matches. Uh, so you do find badges and, and some things like that. George Carlisle and... Uh, Randy Ricky. Orton. Randy Ricky. <laughs> I'm trying to write this down, but I can't find a pencil. Here, uh, 
He's mad. No, no, I got it. I got it. Okay. George Carlisle and uh, Ricky. I Randy. said I said Randy Orton, but yeah, Ricky Randy is better. Uh, uh. He's he's not better than Randy Orton, but Randy Orton really exists in this world. So, hey, this guy's Randy Orton. He's just not the same Randy Orton. Yeah, his dad. This is Ricky Randy Orton. Yeah, Ricky Randy Orton. Okay, so we, just for my my sake, which one is it? Yeah, Ricky Ricky <laughs> Randy Orton. Ricky Randy Orton. Nobody calls him the Orton part. Is Ricky Randy a single name? He's single. But I don't no. know how you know that from his badge. Yeah, it says marital status on the badge. <laughs> it's like dog tags. They have to have all kinds of information on there in case they get killed in a line of duty. <laughs> Anything else in here really useful? I got badges. Uh, uh, screwdriver. Is it like the, the special opening one? Like the maintenance key type? Yeah. Skeleton key? Okay. Yeah, it should be. It should allow you to open these boxes now. Cool. Login info, anything like that? They got little passwords. A notebook that's got passwords in it. Uh, yeah. All right. It doesn't. I don't think that'll work for this though. Yeah, we well, get there, and I get out, and uh, I put my badge on this time. I'm Ricky. I'm Ricky Randy Orton. And Chad is George Carlisle. Is it a clip badge or, or what? Yeah. We go fucking you pop politely it. politely crank that shit open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the key now. Because we have the key now. <laughs> Chad hooks mm-hmm. the computer into it. Away we go. You go and type it in, and he says, No, dude, you forgot the parenthesis again. Oh, shit. You're right, bro. You got to close it up. I'm getting, I'm, getting, I'm flagging. I'm, this is the third one, man. All right. It's all right. He pats you on the back, and you hit enter. I'm and having to do all this manually like it's the 80s. So. <laughs> Access granted. I'm just going to try to change everything again. Why not? You can only select like three different lights in this one. Okay. I'm going to go for the one at the bridge. And then this giant square. Like there's a big area. Like it just looks like a lot of roads all converge in. So, so that intersection. This giant intersection. And this intersection. Alright. You have those selected and what do you want to do with them? I'm going to set these to uh, another custom loop where the interval is a random number of seconds between one and five. And then it it just reselects it every every time it, it clicks on and off. So it might be one second, it might be three seconds, it might be two, it might be five, it might be four. Just all over the place. As you write this code out and have the, like the random integers in it, you must have gotten something wrong because the lights all reset back to like their default settings. Something went wrong in your code. Oh, oh I forgot to put the, I forgot to import random. Yeah. Stupid. Dude, it happens to everybody. Yeah, you're right. Um, can I try it again or? Do a perception check and then we'll see if you want to. Nope. Yeah, you can try it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. You'll see the reason not to. Um, yeah, gonna give it another go. You put the code in again. You correct the mistakes. You hit enter, and it says access denied. It resets back to the default settings again. Ugh. Okay. I'm just gonna try to shut them down. 
as you bring it up, it asks for a new password to shut all of the the lights down and you you try to bypass that again and it says access denied. I think they're on to us, man. And as you like look up, you do see a police cruiser coming your way. Shit. <laughs> Chad, go with Bart. He nods and he unhooks uh, takes his laptop yeah, yeah. and hops in the car. Is the police cruiser just kind of approaching or is it lights on? Uh, the lights are not on. It is just coming down the street, but slowly. Is there anything that I can get behind in this place? It's like a box that sits next to like uh, okay. a telephone pole or something. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just going to close everything up and then try to just get in the truck and gonna leave the cop in the cruiser he looks at you kind of sees you go and look at him when you get in the truck he nods to you and then just keeps moving it is now 505 I think we're done yeah that was close Bart um head north go ahead and drop me off uh by just head for the gardens um and then, after I get out, you guys need to disperse. Put the truck back where you found it. Oh. Alright. Or close. by. I mean, what if we need it again? I don't think we will need it again. Alright. And about 20 more minutes, he pulls into the, bar- the garden's parking lot. Right before I get out, I go, okay. <laughs> you guys, all right, you need, you need like a way to get out of the situation, right? Uh, I mean, I don't get into many situations. Shut up, Chad. Yeah, we need a way. Okay. Zach then, like, produces... I guess he stuck them in his pockets after he demorphed. These are... It's alien tech, okay? All I really know about them is they make you, like, extremely, extremely strong. They are one use only. You do not have any more. This is your one, like, get-out-of-jail-free card. Bart nods and he says, so what do we do with it? Do we like eat it? Uh, no, you just like crack it and uh, it like releases like a fumes. You got to inhale the fumes. Okay. And then like I can lift a car up or something. I have no idea. Stronger than you are. Like really, really, really strong. Chad looks at him and looks back to you and he says, um, what lasting effects do they have? I, dude, you, I don't know. Are they gonna, will I have cancer? This is an emergency situation thing, man. Like, you don't... Right, but some stuff gives off, like, radiation just being around it. Is this one of the... Have you had any headaches? Lately? Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's because of these things. No, it's because of... Uh, I, I know what's causing my headache. Is Bart... Right now, it's chat. Oh, shit. Look, man, don't use them if you um, can help it. Like, 
if you never use this, it's probably better. But you have one item that you can use to get out of, you know, a dangerous situation if you're in one. Exhaust all other options first. Uh, Bart will reach out for it. We'll hand him one. He looks at it and he says, Now this, this is a nice step. And he puts it in his pocket. Be careful with it. He nods. Chad, like, reluctantly takes the other one out of your hand and reaches in his bag, pulls out, like, a, a, are they called beakers? Test tube or something? Puts it in there, puts a cork on it, puts it back in his bag. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it was from science class. I was, I took it from the chemistry lab to make this special Kool-Aid for me and Bart. I needed a beat. I needed it. It's. (laughs) For science. Whatever, man. Listen, do you have something to do? Yeah, I gotta go. This was fun. We should um, definitely hang out, but not Grand Theft Auto. Probably not do that anymore. This was Grand Theft Grand Borrowing Auto. Yeah. Yeah, you're putting it back, right? Yeah. Alright, cool. Cool, cool. They both hold out fists to you. Uh, fist bumps. Um, and I'm going to throw the badge that I had. Oh, the bat that's with the vest anyway. <laughs> that's back in the truck. <laughs> okay. You're going to probably want to, like, get rid of that software too, Chad. Oh, yeah. No problem. Later. Later. So, Dylan, your dad, he's gone. He's gone? He's gone from consciousness. Okay. He's asleep. The My Girl credits are starting to roll. The clock is at 5.30. Right before the credits started, Dylan had grabbed the remote and has started very slowly turning the volume down just a little bit at a time until it's like basically muted. He stirs a little bit at first then stays sleeping. And then as soon as it goes to the, like, about to start playing previews screen, she's going to hit the back button so that it's, you know, on the on the menu screen and turn the volume back up. He's fast asleep. He must have woke up early this morning. Sweet. I think she's going to quietly get up and go into the kitchen and crack open the kitchen window. Yep. As you, like, crack it open you you do see an osprey you guys have like patio furniture he's like kind of on the back of one of the chairs just kind of watching she's gonna lean forward to the window and whisper okay he's he's asleep um i don't know if you want to like do something to the car just to make sure yeah if you want me to for sure just like a, a knife out here. Just throw a knife at a bird. Okay. No, I'm going to do more. <laughs> and she's going to go to the knife block and grab a knife and stick it out the window, like onto the window ledge. Uh, a couple of seconds later, you see the osprey jump up to your windowsill and grab the knife and take off into the air. 
And he circles back down around behind your shed. You hear the sounds of demorphing. You came in a minute later, peeks his little head out, looks around, kind of sneaks down your fence line towards your, your dad's car. Cameron is like tippy toeing, and as like he walks into your drive, like the first part of your driveway, a motion sensor light comes on from the neighbor's house and just illuminates him. And he's like, oh shit. And he like ducks down and runs and gets behind the car. Once he gets behind the car, he like leans against it and he just it freezes for a second. So she's still in the kitchen, but she's turned around, like looking through the little opening from the kitchen into the living room, like just dead eye straight staring at her dad. The light does like come into the house a little bit, but he just like rolls over away from it. You hear the snoring continue. You glance back out into the driveway and see Cameron take a deep breath and lean into the car. And when he does, the car alarm went off. And uh, your dad kind of jostles a little bit and starts looking around. I think she's going to run over and like, we're keys. You, clearly, you have sat on your keys. Uh, right. Uh, and he presses the button. The lights flash, and then he, like, shakes his head, looks at his keys, and presses the button to stop the car alarm. And he takes a deep breath. <sighs> he, like, flops back against the couch and, like, drops the keys on, on, like, the end table next to him. And looks at you and gives you, like, a smile for a second. And you see his eyes start to droop. His head start to lower. He falls back asleep. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And after about 10 minutes, like you glance out like your peripheral or you're watching your dad, Cameron's head pops up and he's outside in your driveway still, but you see him through the window. And he like looks around and then starts to sneak to the side of the uh, car again. Does he look at Dylan at all through the window? He doesn't see you. He just, like, looks around and then keeps going. He's at the car. The alarm's already went off. If people are watching, they're watching. He's just going to do the thing. So, I don't know how loud it is when you stab a knife into a tire. I assume there's a pop. Uh, oh, boy. So, is he going... He's going at an angle, though, right? Yes? Uh, Cameron... This is not probably his first time doing some kind of mischievous prank like this. He's used to making the loud sounds because they sound cool, but he knows he knows how to do it. He knows how to, to make the sound, so we'll say he's trying not to do that. Okay. You hear the pop as this knife hits. It's not like a transformer exploding or anything like that. Like somebody popped a really blown up balloon right outside your window. You hear silence for five six seven and then you hear again so your dad one of his eyes opens and it closes again and then you see Cameron running across the front yard away Dylan is just shaking her head, looking out the window. And then I guess she's she's going to go back into the kitchen. And just like, she's just got her arms, like both of her hands are on the windowsill. And she's just leaning with her head against the windowsill like, you fucking idiot. About a minute and a half later, 
I got the tires popped. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, couldn't tell. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, you're being sarcastic. No. That's it. Yep. That's the sarcasm. Hey, did you see that a light came on? Mm -hmm. I freaked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that is that when you set the car alarm off? Yeah, well, a little bit after that. Yeah. That was that's my bad. You're right. It's okay. It's okay. It all worked out. It's okay. Yeah, he can't go anywhere now. Car's dead. Even if he's got a spare. I did two of them. So even if he had a spare. Okay. So what's next? Well, that's up to you. If you want to stay here, then we can make sure. That's fine, but if you want to go, the meeting, we're going to already be late for it. I think if anything, we should stay here for now, and then we should try to meet them later. Okay. I'll be out here. Got a okay. fresh more. I mean, you can probably come in if you want, if you're quiet. Maybe, maybe next round. For now, I'll stay out here. Just okay. Alright, let me know if you need anything. Savannah, you have just seen Zach as he's walking across the parking lot. And you're in the air. You have demorphed if you've needed to. Probably would have just before now. I'll go to Owl. So you see owls in the sky. One small, one gray horned. Well, maybe you don't see them, but there you see you. No, I'm just there. Um, kind of loitering. <laughs> the zoo's still open at this point. Like, it's not weird for, the, for there to be, for me to be there. There's employees definitely still there. If there are any, you know, customers or visitors, they are making their ways to the cars or just lingering in the parking lot still. So Zach is just kind of meandering around. Like, kind of vaguely towards the gate, I guess. A car does pull in um, and kind of it parks in one of the spaces and Xander gets out along with Craig oh hey what's what's going on um I don't know just kind of hanging out yeah uh hey we can go to this gas station over here and get a couple of uh sodas and snacks and stuff stuff and you know walk around these parks out here if you want uh yeah that that might be cool all right is it just gonna be us three as he like 
starts um, to make his way towards like the shops. I don't know actually uh, if anybody else is going to show up. Savannah will fly over and be like, "Nope, we will be joining you." That's to you and them. As Xander keeps looking straight, Craig does look around a little bit. You're cool, man. And they go in the store, get you know some items just to make it look like they're doing something, and start to walk around one of the outside parks that separates one section of the parking lot from another. Zach gets a like a water, some flaming hot Cheetos. Some, I'm sorry, Nashville hot Cheetos. Once they come back out of the gas station and are kind of set on this path, Savannah will fly into like the closest tree kind of above them. As like he looks around, Xander gives you a knowing look. But doesn't draw like attention. He keeps keeps his head and eyes moving. So Zach, have you thought about that uh, position at our company that I've offered you? Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. You know, there's a lot of demands on my schedule, so um, really would have to kind of work out exactly when uh, you need help and then kind of like what you need done. He nods and stands up and he says, yeah, um, we are on kind of a tight schedule. We have time to work with, but you know, we, uh, we're still on a schedule. And he kind of looks over to the side and you see a woman push her uh, baby toward push him down and he falls and starts crying no she pushes his stroller towards a car and he like looks over his shoulder at you Zach and kind of smiles and nods to her and then you all hear everything around you dampen the sound is is kind of muffled and he says uh, you may speak freely now god that's a lot better thank you um so Van you want me to just go into it or do you want to up in here so you want us to get this crystal for you and it's clearly a very complex job that you are not capable of doing on your own correct and you are willing to help us in other ways once we get if we agree to get this crystal for you we hope to yes any way we can any way you can yes what about before we get this crystal if you think that this is something that would establish trust, we are willing to at least talk about it. It depends on what the situation is. Everything needs to be calculated and accounted for. Yeah, that makes sense. So, if we agree to do this, we agree to, to retrieve this thing for you, would it be possible to use your hologram technology and other technologies as long as it was in a non-violent manner? There may be some contention amongst the rest of the Chi, but I would help you. Craig would help you. So it's just two of you that are willing to help us at this point. There are others that are on the fence. 
Okay, so two of you for sure. There are two of us with the belief that we have. Other Chi may help you. We want to help fight. Okay. And numbers-wise, how many do you think would be willing to not fight assist us? Uh, the majority of the Chi. I'm assuming you can't tell me how many that is. He looks around and spots the other owl in the in a tree, kind of like catty corner to you. Not all alien customs are the same. There are less than a hundred chi left. Sixty-six are in Ocean Grove. The rest are spread out throughout the world. What about protecting somebody on our behalf? How? What, what do you need? Just a place for them to stay? A place for them to stay and protection from... I'll, I'll just be honest with you. They're a former controller. They cannot be seen by the Yerks. I understand. We can offer a place to stay. And we cannot, we will not allow harm to be done if we can prevent it without causing harm. How much do you know about us? Uh, he looks to Zach, looks back to you. I know... There's at least one Andalite with you, maybe two. The rest are human. Okay, so you would be able to protect them. Would you be able to keep them there if they ever decided to try and run for any reason? I could not. What if them running would lead to a direct violence? It would depend on the chances, the percentages, the odds. If they were retaken by the Yerks, we would all be dead. I agree. That if everyone here is, is taken by the Yerks, then yes, it would, it would not be good. It would be violent. If she isn't physically harming someone, if she isn't destroying things, cannot stop her from leaving from I will follow her I will not hold her prisoner is what I'm saying understood right and for different purposes though you would still assist us with different things yes mostly my people as you know, we can't do violence, so we try to gather as much information as we can. And maybe put that information in the right places to cause the Yerks setbacks. Perfect. Two points. One, uh, we would need... I assume, like, we're in a... Are we... Can they see us right now? People outside? Like, what's going on? I can make it to where they can't. No. What I'm saying is, like, your hologram technology can hide people, right? Yes. Could you provide safe a safe method of transporting a person from point A to 
your locations. We could. Okay, that would be part of this deal. In the future, I mean, ideally, we want to defeat the Yurks. But maybe we can free others. Is this a standing offer? Do you have room for additional people in the future? I have my own warehouse. And it has... He looks at, at Craig. Some modifications. We could house some people and we can expand if needed. So that's a, this is a standing offer? Uh, yes, as long as you are doing good, we'll help you. You understand that we will we are doing good, but that may include violence. We can't directly help you with the violence. No, I know that, but like you're not gonna go, no, nope, you did a violence. We're off, like deals off. <laughs> I believe that some violence is probably too far, but Trust me, we're trying to keep it to a minimum. We'll take everything into consideration. How far deep into the Earth's territory can you go? How far have you infiltrated? I've been to the pool. I've never been to the mothership. I can't get into highly restricted areas. Other Chi may be able to. Those other Chi... are... Those she follow their code more than me and Craig. Okay. Believe in their code, I guess. That's interesting that there's a level of belief that can go into programming. Mm. Well, the Pemelites were very sophisticated. So are Andalites. That was just as Zach and Savannah. I think Savannah will shoot back like just to Aximili alone just be like I know well if you're willing to do that then I think that there's no reason not to help you we want to help you we want to help you and we can potentially start bringing things to you and asking you to do things right away you tell me where to go She's just going to do this to Zach and Aximili at this point. I wouldn't mind some backup at the observatory tonight. So you guys are pretty technologically advanced, right? Uh, yes. uh, how, how do you how how do you feel about human programming? Human programming, like yeah, psych- not like the programming in our psychology? body, but the programming that we produce software oh it is very mundane yeah kind of thought it might be something like that I'm just thinking I don't know Van uh, do you want to tie him into what we had planned for later just to Zach Maximilly Maximilly before I ask anything further do you need me to not do this because of reaching out to the Andalites he seems like take a minute the Andalites would not even you to know that this is happening 
more we share with other species or people, the more uncomfortable it makes me. Okay, what about their holograms just to help cover us as we are getting in and out of the building? If they are, as long as they are not around during the transmission. Okay. They might be able to like, you know, sweep up some footprints or that kind of thing, technologically speaking, you know, for that other interested party. So what you're saying is that they might be able to cover the tracks of Dylan's dad. Nailed it. Maybe, but they can't be there for the transmission. I think that's even reasonable. Zach shrugs, but like in a, an, agree, an agreeing shrug, you know. Savannah will like open it back up to them and be like, well, if you are available tonight, we could use somebody to help hide us as we're getting into the observatory across town. What do you plan on doing? Saving someone. I'm just going to add, like, I'm just going to say, like, we have a friend whose father is getting ensnared in some jerk stuff. And if we can get him out of that by messing with some tech, then that's what we would want help with. Alright, yeah. You want to add the inspiration? I won't use it at this exact moment. Zach, as you're explaining, he stops you. He says, ah, I don't think we need to hear anymore. Yes. Zach, that, it, it seems a little rude he cut you off. Like he didn't really because a little bit. I was like about to fist bump this dude. I like him. Well, so I mean, the outcome is, is still what you want, but he did, yeah. you know, he cut you off. Savannah, he is, and with the 21, it's a good insight check. His hologram, it doesn't matter what the hologram says. You pay attention to his actions. He subverted. He was going along with you as Zach started to go into it more. He stopped him because he didn't want to get any more information. So take that information. However you want. But he agrees. Interesting. Okay. Shall we set out? He looks to Craig. Craig nods. You guys hear the noise flood back in as they start to go towards the car. Uh, hey, Zach, you want, you need a ride? Yeah. Um. Let me see if my my ride is here. Why don't you just he, like, take the ride with them? Okay. He like looks around towards the house, and then just around somewhere else, and goes, "No, oh, I'll take your ride. Thanks." All right. Cool. And then <laughs> goes with them. You guys get into the car. This whole conversation took about 30 minutes. Craig is driving and he starts to make his way out of the parking lot and around and down towards the bridge so he can go to the other bridge with the stoplights and go up to get to the observatory. And as you guys are flying, we're going to cut back to Dylan's house. Dylan. It's about 6.55 now your dad's still fast asleep on the couch 
I think Dylan has been like curled up on the other end of the couch, trying not to jostle him, but like to where she can look like she's knocked out really quickly if he starts to wake up. You like lay there for a few minutes, kind of keeping your eye on him. You see headlights kind of flash across your living room window and like a light go into your room as a car turns and you hear in your head somebody's pulling in your driveway and there's a car car behind them too she's gonna peek up over the back of the couch and look out the window and try and see who it is so somebody's pulled in your driveway behind your dad and the lights are bright so you can't see like that car yet a car behind them pulls and it's just a white van and on the side of it it says uh, Ocean Grove Automobiles as you are peeking out the lights on the car in the driveway go off a couple of seconds later a man opens the door and steps out of it and he's uh, holding a clipboard in his hand and he has like a hat on that says Ocean Grove Automobiles and he walks up to your front door and as he's like looking at this clipboard, raises his hand and knocks. Your dad huh, looks up. Somebody knocking? Dylan sort of jolts up too. Huh. Oh, what time is it? And he looks at the clock on like the TV or something. He says, oh, oh my God, I'm, I'm late. And he runs to the door. And he like kind of looks around, panicked for a second as he's just woke up. And the guy knocks again. And he says, "I'm coming, Dylan. Um, uh, where's my phone? Find my phone for me." And he opens the door, and the guy looks up at him. Uh, hey, I'm here to li- to deliver this card. Dad looks back at him, takes a deep breath, looks over at you. And he smiles. Dylan? Uh, your new car is here. Dad, what did you do? He smiles. I got you a car. And then he like looks back at the guy, grabs the clipboard, signs the clipboard and hands it back to him. But I gotta I gotta hurry, I'm gonna be late. And he like takes off down the hall up the steps towards his room. Dylan grabs the keys and is going to hop in this car. You get outside and you see the paint on this thing is fucking chipped back and you see all the blackness is folded off and there is bright yellow paint on this Mustang in your front yard. But it chips off so the front half is yellow, the back is all black. Bitchin. She loves it. She's She is enamored, but that is not her top priority right now. Her top priority is getting this car the fuck out of here. Yeah, you get in the car and you hear in your head, what? What is going on? And the guy that had the clipboard as you go out, he's walking out too, and he says, have fun. And he gets in that van and they take him off. Nice. Uh, yeah, she hops in the car and cranks it up. Oh, I'm gonna have fun with this later. Um, she's gonna roll down the passenger side window. 
and just be like, you can get in, but we gotta go, we gotta go. And start to back up and pull out. As you back up and you get to the end of your driveway, turn out and straighten your car, uh, a bird lands in the middle and he says, all right, this is sick. And she's gonna carefully drive away from the house far enough that he will not find her if he walks down the street to look. 